You're listening ARX Radio, a podcast about business, money, and self-improvement. Hey, we keep selling. That is what we do, right? And why? Because people have needs and those needs need to be filled by somebody. We are not salespeople. We are superheroes who help them to fulfill their needs. Number one, virtual selling. Let's talk about how to ask for a sale in a virtual selling environment. Now, a lot of people have been asking me about how do I ask for the sale if I'm not face-to-face if I'm in a virtual environment. Now, why would they be asking that question? Well, I think it stems from a perception that the ask for the sale in a virtual environment is not normal to us. And if it's not normal to us, it won't be seen as normal to the customer. So, what we end up with here are several different ways to ask for the sale, but none of them work because we're not fully prepared. It might be that sort of apologetic tone, so you wouldn't like to buy. Would you? Or they panic and they want you to take an abrasive approach. But what are the outcomes of a poor closing approach in a virtual environment? Well, for one thing, the customer still needs to have their problem solved if you assume that they don't want you to ask. What are you doing? You are forcing them to ask you. Please, don't make your customer do your job for you. Let's look at the buyer's journey. Let's look at it from their perspective and it begins with the balance of emotion versus logic. Number two, emotional altitude. One of the things that tend to happen here is that when we get into the virtual environment, if our energy goes down, if our emotional levels go down, then we're training our customers to not be emotional themselves. That's a real problem because people make decisions emotionally. So if we are not carrying what I call emotional altitude, we're going to drag the emotional tone down. The fact is there is an emotion with every step of acceptance along the way. Now, a big part of this is understanding that when you are purchasing, It's not just one decision, it's a whole lot of decisions. My wife and I recently got a dog. That wasn't one decision. We had to decide on a breed, size, age, a host of other factors. Your buyer is the same thing, your buyer has milestones, or if you will build blocks, these are the fundamental aspects of the sale. The small decisions that will bubble up into the big decision. You need to understand those foundational decisions that will add up to the big decision and I'm gonna give you an assignment for that in just a little bit, but they also need you to show them how to buy. See, part of that assignment is for you to normalize the virtual purchase. Normalize it in your mind first, then normalize it to the customer. You can decide right now that your customer needs this, that this is an important service that you're doing for them. Now, having said that, we asked what building block decisions a buyer needs to make. Write them down and then write down a closing question for each building block decision and what you'll find here is that these milestones, these foundational decisions that a customer needs to make to become your roadmap for the sales call. So having laid out the path in your mind, you can now prepare the buyer. I can say to the customer early on in the conversation, listen, we're going to do this in the call and then we'll do this and then this and when we're done, you'll be able to make that decision as to whether this is right for you. Now the goal here is to normalize the closing to the buyer. Now watch out here because when you skip those foundational decisions that your customer needs to make along the way, you are going to add cognitive strain. And if you overlook the positive emotion necessary, your customer will not be in the right frame of mind to decide the first place. Finally, skip your mental preparation in your strategy. Will be one of hope and hope is not a strategy. Now I'm going to make one of the suggestions to do this with a peer. Sit down with one of your teammates to determine what are those milestone moments and what are the questions that you can ask. The most important thing that you can do is prepare your mindset for a virtual call. How do you want to feel before the closing question? And when you ask the closing question and after the closing question, how do you want to feel? Get your mindset right and the customer will follow suit.
There you have it how to ask for a sale in a virtual environment. Number 3. 5 Common Mistakes in the Virtual Call It's time for a checkup on your virtual selling technique. Now, this is something we're doing and I believe we will continue to be doing long until the coronavirus goes away. So let's use the opportunity to level up our game. To do that I want to share with you 5 common mistakes in the virtual sales call. 1. Winging it Here's the first common mistake that gets made. It's called winging it. There is no question about it if you don't have a clear agenda for this virtual call. You are doing your customer a huge disservice. Winging it doesn't work. You need to own the agenda and not only that you need to make that agenda clear to your customer so. But you could also see something like so. On this call, I want to ask you about this and then I'll show you about that. And then if everything is to your liking you can decide if you want to move forward with a purchase decision today. Now what have I done here? I have normalized the very idea of buying as a part of this call. So, here's my tip for you. Before you begin, jot down just three bullet points for what you want to accomplish, and then share those with your prospect early in the conversation. 2. Poor technical setting. Here's the second mistake and that is, a poor technical setting. First impressions count. Just record yourself for five seconds with audio and immediately play it back. Now imagine if you were a buyer and the buyer was making first impressions based on what you just recorded. Now look if you want to do this properly. Seek help. Ask a friend or a family member to evaluate your tentacle settings. The fact is that first impressions are lasting impressions. Make them strong. 3. Low emotional altitude. The third mistake that gets made is a low emotional altitude. Your customer will take their energy cue from you. You set the pace, you set the emotional tone. You have to own the setting and maintaining the emotional altitude. Look, the reality is that we do this all the time in our face-to-face -face sales presentations. We just do it subconsciously. You need to be aware that when the energy dips down you lose the customer's interest and eventually you lose the sale. Because customers make their decisions based primarily on emotion. So let me make this suggestion here for you. Consider writing down on a sticky note, just the words emotional altitude slap it on the front of your monitor so that when you're on that virtual call, you can remember that strong energy and bright facial posture. And you drive the emotional altitude. 4. One-sided conversation. Now here's a fourth mistake that gets made, and that's making the conversation one-sided. Now the problem here is that our attention span issues. People can only listen for so long but when they can interact then when they do listen, they listen more attentively. So here's my suggestion for you, I've used this before. It's called the traffic light rule. You have 30 seconds without interaction, you've got a green light, you can talk for 30 seconds. You're okay, 30 to 60 seconds without interaction. Watch out, yellow light. But 60 seconds or more that's a red light. They stop listening. 5. Failing to ask for the sale. You need to begin your conversation with this idea, in mind that you will end the conversation by asking for a sale. This concept should guide the entire call so, make it clear at the beginning. Now I showed you how to do that just a little while ago, where if we begin with a plan in place then part of that plan is to say. If everything is to your liking. We can show you how to purchase today. That's the idea. You want to put your best foot forward and it just takes a little bit of prep work on your part. Go over this list of five things with one of your peers and coach each other. This is the practice of iron sharpening iron so that we are all stronger by time.